Well, praise God. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast today. Uh, we're continuing in our Heaven's Headlines series today. Today, I'm joined by Prophet Wiley Smiley. Thank you so much for coming on, Wiley. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, Sam. Very good. Very excited. Yes. <laughs> right. Now, Wiley, I've known you for quite a few years now, but obviously most people listening today won't know you at all. So, Wiley, could you tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you're doing at the moment? Okay, so uh, as Sam said, my name is Wiley Smiley. I'm I'm from the U.S. I'm from a place called Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, I sort of came to the U.K. in 1996 with the uh, American Air Force, and I've been here ever since. Really, right now, what I've been doing is God is really using me to teach people how to hear God's voice. So I'm part of a ministry based in the U.K. called Hearing God's Voice uk.net and so uh basically what we do is we teach uh a teaching called four keys to hearing god's voice and so that those four keys is you're quieting yourself down is the first key the second key is receiving vision from the lord as you focus on him and then the third key is you're going to receive spontaneous thoughts in the fourth key is you write down what god has given you and so it's based off the scripture of Habakkuk, uh chapter two verses one through two and so, yeah, we're just really, over the past couple of years, I've sort of joined this ministry and just really been trying to see what God is doing and hearing his voice. I've been hearing his voice strongly for about 15 years through various other ministries we did, which includes uh, working with the homeless in Cambridge and doing a lot of prophetic uh, evangelism on the streets as well. So it's definitely a new season and it's definitely a need for, I think, people to be able to hear God's voice. And so we want God's people not just God's leaders, but God's people all over to be able to hear God's and re- God's voice and respond to what he wants to say to us in yeah. this hour. That's great. That's great. And Wiley, that's exactly why I asked you to, to come on today, because really I, I'd see you as somewhat of an expert in this area of um, hearing God's voice, not just individually and prophetically, which you're very experienced in, but also what God is doing in the world. And obviously you know a lot about the modern prophets and what they have said. And so that's what I'd love for you to share on today. So really, while it's down to you, you go ahead, say whatever God's put on your heart today about this really important area for the church. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so uh, just from a prophetic overview for what's happening in the world today, from what I've been shown from the Lord, we're in a thing called the Great Awakening. And so it's the Great Awakening is an uh, awakening of people's minds and hearts really to the purposes of God. And so it's not only Christians in the church, but it's also non-believers as well. And so we're seeing this move across the nations all over the place. And obviously we're seeing a lot of stuff going on in the States over here in Europe and Africa, but it's all over. And really I felt like the assignment for now is for me to observe these things and then just speak out the prophecies that God has given me. And so I'm really excited about it because during this season, we're going to start seeing new and fresh faces come and emerge from the body of Christ. That's going to go into areas of influence. And those areas of influence range from the religious sphere to the financial sphere to the government sphere, media, uh, science, education, and family. And so we're going to be a part of all that and helping change culture. And that's really part of what God is doing right now. It's all about discipling nations. He's really got a heart for discipling the nation. So we've been seeing people get come to Christ and we've been doing a lot of practical love 
missional stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's been that's been fantastic. We'll continue to do those things. But now the church is going to shift and it's going to really start going into the culture to disciple, whereas we've not been able to really impact the culture in a way where we're dealing with leadership in those spheres of influence that I just mentioned. So right now, God is really opening the door for that. And I think we're really going to go there. And so I think today I just want to sort of briefly go over a couple. We're going to do a practical teaching um, from one. We're going to I'm really going to focus for especially for you, one church. I want to focus on the biblical support on why God speaks to his prophets today. That's number one, when he reveals the secrets, because that's actually quite important. We need to really start stepping into the revelation of what God is doing. You know, uh, he wants us to receive what he's saying and to be able to act on it as well. So we're going to need courage and faith in this time. And so hopefully I can encourage the church to to be able to do that. So uh, just real quick, uh, because you went off. Okay, there we go. That's fine. Okay, so and then the number two. Well, another place I want to talk to you about is just the testimony, some of the stuff that God has shown me today. I really just give you just a, almost like whet your appetite a little bit for what God is doing in the nations, what we're seeing in the nations and what's to come. Uh, it's, 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 it's at times when you're hearing the Lord and he's asking you to, re, to speak a word, you do need to have confidence. You don't want to lose your confidence in this hour. You want to have tremendous faith. You want to have the courage and the boldness to know that God is with you. And so we're going to focus on that. And finally, I'm going to just give you some practical steps um, from our ministry, uh, hearing God's voice in the UK, uh, which is part of the communion with God's ministry worldwide. We do, we teach a thing through the four keys called the leader's paradigm. So there's six areas, six pillars of wisdom that we can use whenever we receive a, a prophetic word from the Lord we can filter it through these six pillars. They're not an exhaustive list by any, any stretch of imagination, but they're, they're things that you can use that you can apply to your life. And I hopefully today, once we're done um, speaking together and just being blessed that God will stir your hearts to want to step into the prophetic flow that God has released on the earth today. So, so the first thing, I want to do is we scope for this biblical support on why God reveals the secrets to the prophetic, to the church, not just only the prophets, definitely, but to the greater church as well. And so let's go over some scriptures. And so in Amos 3, 7, it says, surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals the secrets to his servants, the prophets. And then you got Proverbs, Proverbs 29, 18, uh, without a prophetic vision. The people throw off restraint, but he who keeps the Torah is happy. And then you got Acts chapter 2, uh, verses 17 to 18, and it says, And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And so there's a a few examples in scripture um, that God is calling us to prophesy. He wants us to speak the mysteries of God on the earth. You know, we're the ones, we're sort of, you know, if you ever seen the movie Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. I feel like we're the guardians of the galaxy. The church is the guardians of the galaxy. We are the ones that God entrusts 
to share his mysteries to all creation. And so creation awaits. The Bible says in Romans chapter eight that all creation waits for the manifestation of the sons and daughters. Yeah. It groans, it waits, it moves. It's like we're waiting for that rhema word. We want you guys to show up. We need the church to manifest in a way that we've never done before. In this season, God is doing new things, new and incredible things. And we are going to have to be able to stay step and step to what God is doing. It's new. So we don't really have, we do have the scriptures to tell us that he's doing a new thing, but we necessarily have, we have to wait on the Lord as we walk these things out. And so I just want to bring a, a sense of clarity. I want to bring a sense of comfort, exhortation of the prophetic word that will encourage you in this hour. And so I think the first thing I wanted to really read this scripture to you, because I think it's very, very, it touched my heart. And I feel like it's for you guys as a church. And it says this in Revelations 10, verses 7 through 11. And it says, but in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished as he declared to his servants, the prophets. Then the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me again and said, go. Take the little book, which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth. So I went to the angel and said to him, give me the little book. And he said to me, take and eat it and I will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Then I took the little book out of the angel's hand and I ate it and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach became bitter. And he said to me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Man, what a powerful scripture. For me, being able to have these encounters with God and stepping into this spirit realm as well as being a man of the word, I've been able to see God. I've had the Lord Jesus appear to me in my house. Um, His fragrance has been able to come in. We normally have angels stationed at our house on a regular basis uh, because we welcome the angelic realm. We, you know, we welcome everything of the kingdom. You know, the kingdom of God is within you. So the kingdom wants to manifest. He, God wants us to manifest as his people. And one of the ways he's going to ask us to do that is through the prophetic word. Um, it's, I, I love the prophetic. I love everything about it. I love how it's there to encourage the church especially in times of uncertainty where you need to get that word from God. And the great thing about having scripture, you can always go back over these scriptures and just believe God when he he communicates to his church today. God wants us to be in relationship. It's all about relationship. And that's one of the reasons why I teach the four keys. The, The primary reason why I teach the four keys is because I had a visitation from the Lord in a dream. And he pretty much spoke to me about two-way journaling. That's what the four keys is really about. It's having that journaling, you're talking to God, and you're you're just having that relationship, that intimacy, that loving, that that trans that formation. It's like a trans, it's you're transforming from glory to glory. You're stepping into God's presence. And one of the ways he does it is by hearing his voice and being comforted by his voice. And so this this is just an amazing, amazing journey to have, and I'm blessed to be able to get that. So um, this is one of the things I want to really import, impart, not import, but impart to the church, one church. I want you guys to really get a sense that God wants to use you. He wants to release 
angels into your midst. I pray right now, Lord, release angelic visitation for the church that they can know that we have angels on assignment. Father, I just pray right now, you just release that in Jesus' name. And Father, I also pray now as we go further on today that you release the reality of visions and dreams and being able to hear your voice clearly and to have confidence, Lord, that you want to speak to your church today. And Father, I just bless you and I thank you so much, so very much that you're faithful to move us into this new place, this new era. And I just feel right now, I feel like the Lord is saying to this, you guys as a church, God's about to use you guys to disciple the nation. We wanted, we were praying for the UK. We want the UK to be shaken, yeah. you know, and we want God to send his people in all areas, all areas where he wants you to send you. So trust me, you could be used by God, you know, wherever area God wants you to be, be confident in that area that God wants you to go into. And so anyway, so what I want to do is I want to sort of um, focus on a few testimonies and what God has been showing me. Yeah. One of the scriptures I want to talk about uh, is one of my favorite scriptures is in John 3, 12. And this scripture says, Jesus said, I have told you earthly things and you do not believe. How will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? This is going to be a challenge for a lot of us as God starts moving certain people into the prophetic flow. It's believing the things that God is showing us on the earth now. Because if we can believe the things that God is showing us on the earth now and the way they're going to pan out, then he'll be able to show you things in the heavenly realms as well. So we're, we're going to start seeing a whole wide range of new things on earth as it is in heaven. And so the reason why I like that scripture is um, I like to encourage people to focus on things in the heavenly realms. You can use the scripture to do that. You can go in the book of Revelation to look at how God has moved through the apostle John, you know, those encounters. You know, remember, John had a, a mighty encounter where he saw the risen Lord and he was already in the spirit and he gets all these things in there. By chapter four in the book of Revelation, the Lord called him up even higher. In other words, he went even deeper. He went into a different glory altogether. He was already in the glory. He was already seeing the Lord. I mean, he was getting powerfully hit by the glory of God. And then all of a sudden it shifted. It was like, he was already on a high glory. Then all of a sudden the Lord Jesus took it up to another level. And all of a sudden he just saw the throne room. He saw the saints. He saw the four living creatures. He saw all these things. Can you imagine seeing those things? Your whole, your whole life would be wrecked for life. And that was a similar situation with me. I, got a chance for God to really start showing me things early on in my Christian walk. And I, he would take me into the heavenly realms and I would see different places like temples. I would see the streets that were paved with gold. I would see uh, angels in there talk to the angels. I would see the cloud of witnesses, you know, and be able to interact with those guys. And it just, I, it ruined me for life. I knew I would never be the same again. And it sort of, and, and God was, has always done that. It may, it turned me into a God chaser because really I wanted to be around God's presence after those encounters. And then I just learned how to drink from the river and to just receive what God was saying to me in my spirit, man. And then he would show me in scripture what he was talking about. In those days, I need, I had to eat the word of God all the time. I was just, it was almost like that scroll. You just eat, you just eat, you just eat. 
And then all of a sudden, God opened up the seer realm, uh, which which means you can be able to see in the spirit. And I just started seeing different things. And then when I come out of that experience, the Holy Spirit would always bring me to a scripture to ground me in the word of God. It was always the word of God and the spirit together for me. And so I got so excited about what I was getting from the word. I would meditate on the word and just 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 ponder it for hours, sometimes days. And then the mighty presence of God would hit me. And I get so excited. I'd start to walk around my house and, you know, just get excited. You know, I was just excited about what God was showing me. And so that developed over time. And then once that started, God started, we got a word from the Lord to really start going on the streets, particularly in a place called Cambridge, which you guys know. And we, me and my wife, we started walking the streets. And the reason why we walked the streets, because we heard the word of the Lord. We were practicing. We were learning how to hear God's voice. And we started having divine uh, appointments uh, with other people. And so we had to trust God that what he was showing us, telling us and showing us was real. Remember, in John 5, 19 and 20, it says, Jesus says, only do the things I hear and see my father doing. And we wanted to live that lifestyle. We practice that lifestyle now. And so we waited on the Lord for that. And then we would go, for example, we would go in Cambridge. I'll give you a good testimony. So God asked us to go to the round church, me and my wife. Uh, gave us a word about going to the round church. And we needed to be at the round church at 11 o'clock at night. So okay. we, we, we did that. We drove to Cambridge, went to the place God told us to do. We got there 10 minutes before 11. We sat on the bench at the round church. And at 11 o'clock on the dot, the guy that God told us was going to come walk straight, just walk right by us like, wow. I mean, he even walked right up to the bench we were sitting at. Wow. And he... Uh, we were like, hey, what are you doing here? And he was like, oh, man, what are you guys doing here? And he said, this, and the, this is what he said to us. He said, it's funny because I was just thinking about you and I wondered if you were out tonight. And I thought to come up this way to see if I can see you. And did then you that's what we. Did you know this guy? Yeah, we knew him. We okay, knew him. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, so we knew the guy. We And how what happened was is we had a when prayer time, I had a vision of the guy's face. Um, I knew the guy was, I, I saw like an envision it almost unfold. Yeah. And that's what we responded to. We responded to the vision and the, and, and the hearing God's voice. And then we went back and we sat on that bench and then sure sparks fly at 11 o'clock on the dot, the guy shows up. So from there, it gave us the opportunity to minister to him because he was sleeping rough on the streets, but he also had a place to stay, but he would stay out on the streets. Um, he was former homeless guy. He lived in a hostel there. And we'd had this amazing interaction with him. And, you know, it was a crazy night anyway. It was a great night, really. But, you know, God did more that night. But the point of the matter is, is that we want you guys to realize how much if God can use me or my wife or anybody else. It's open and available to everyone. You know, God's not a respecter of persons. And I one of the great things about moving in the prophetic it increases the more you trust God and stay faithful to him. And so anyway, from there, we would start getting various things. We would take people on the street, then teach them how to hear God's voice. And then God talked to us about dealing with the homelessness and stuff in Cambridge. And we did. And we stayed faithful to that. And then towards the end of that, God would start speaking to me in dreams about world events. And back in 2014, 2015 was probably the first time I got a taste of that where I was in a dream. Uh, I was watching in a dream and I saw then former president Obama 
have a secret meeting with uh, President Putin, and it was disguised under an exchange student meeting. So no one knew about this meeting. It was a secret meeting. And I was watching it, and I said to myself in the dream, how come you guys are being all secretive about this in the dream? And one of the, I think it was a student in the dream was saying that they're trying to make an agreement that needs to be kept secret. And I came out of that dream. And I actually think to me that the Lord revealed that it would be the catalyst to talk about what happened in the Ukraine when Crimea was taken. I believe that that dream revealed that the U.S. and America had made an agreement and America would pull back why Russia would take that, that, the Crimea. And so that was the first time I saw that, but I didn't know what to do with it. I thought, wow, you know, I just prayed into it and asked God for more revelation and that revelation wouldn't come into play for another few years. But then it was other dreams as well um, that God would show me. And then it started there. And I believe it was a gradual progression of moving from one degree of, of, flowing in the prophetic it started off small don't despise the day of small beginnings one church because that's important once you get faithful to using that then all of a sudden it'll increase according to the will of god for your life so for me that 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 when he showed me that then he started showing me other things he started taking me into heavenly places and i started seeing the courts of heaven and you know learning how to you know, see how things are going up in the courts and stuff like that. And he would give me scriptures uh, that would point to that. And so, uh, so I just, I just, it was a progression of hearing what God was doing, you know, on the earth. And then obviously things started happening in the earth realm, things happening to America in the election. And over here you have Brexit. And then uh, probably in 2018, so I'm just, I'm jumping just to give you more of a recent one. I had a a prophetic dream about Theresa, then Prime Minister Theresa May. And what it was, it wasn't actually, it was about her, but it was, there was a secret meeting down in a bunker and there was a few people that were MPs or who had influence in the UK government. And they were making the decision that they were going to move away from Theresa May. So I received that dream in March, 2018 and I put it online. And then um, and, and the lady in the dream that was going to be the catalyst was a lady, an MP by the name of Andrea Leesom. And so she would, she would be a very important figure. So that was in March. I was like, who is that? I, I'd heard her name before, but I didn't know too much about her. And then come May that same year, based off that dream, Andrea Leeson ended up resigning from Theresa May's cabinet. And that would be the catalyst for Theresa May. She ended up resigning a few days after that resignation. And then what happened was then showed me an article. And I believe it was either either from The Guardian. I think it was from The Guardian, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But it showed uh, this this organization, which was being led by Andrea Leeson. They called them the Pizza Club. And they sat down, just like the Lord showed me, they sat down in this sort of secret room. And what they would do, they would have pizzas together. And then they would talk about current events in this room. And then when I saw the article of that, then I knew the dream was yeah. accurate. And so, and then from there, uh, God has just been showing me other things as well. He showed me what's going on with the election now. Um, I'm confident. I'm, I'm going to probably put myself out there, but 
I'm a real confident, just from what God has been showing me in an American election, that Donald Trump will become president of the United States again. Um, I understand that things have been declared uh, that uh, Mr. Biden will become president based off what the media said. But I, I, I know based off what God is showing me and based off the other prophetic words that Trump will be will do a second term. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm confident with that word. Well, and so those. Let me let me say something about that because that's that's so interesting, uh, Wiley. Because obviously, right now things don't look that way, do mm. they? But if God is saying something, then He will bring it to pass, right? I mean, He, he, he will. And this is and this is important because when I get down to the leader's paradigm, that will actually help you because one of the things you want to weigh the word. Obviously, you want to have a witness in your heart that that word is true. So God has show you certain things that. It's just certain. It's almost like signs he has to show you that's going to come to verify that word. And so with this one, one of the one of the clear signs, obviously, of receiving visions and dreams is one thing. I'm not saying everybody's going to just have to jump off the boat because you get a vision or a dream. But also the prophets started confirming it as well. So you get many prophets. Normally what God does, and I think this is wisdom from the Lord, is he just doesn't give the, the prophetic word of that magnitude to one person. Normally he spreads it out to the corporate prophetic voice of the corporate church. So you should be able to see that word, especially words like that. You should be able to detect it through other prophetic voices. Okay, okay, these guys are get, getting that as well. And so if they're getting it, um, there's, there, there's a chance that God is doing it. And I'm not saying people can't, we're human beings. You know, we, we can make mistakes. We, we will make mistakes. And so, matter of fact, it's okay to make mistakes, but you're learning how to hear the voice. But when you start seeing others pick that same prophetic revelation you're receiving from God, mm-hmm. then you can sort you can stand on it more. But it comes as a witness in your heart first. Then the Holy Spirit will lead you to different things that you need to see to receive that word. And so, sure. um, and so that's, that's why I put it out there because I, I, I do believe it's going to happen. And so I'm, I'm excited. I'm, it's, it's intriguing. It's intriguing. I've, I've, I've never seen anything like this. But just because you, um, when you're following a train of prophetic words that it gives you, they're almost like markers. So you have a marker. And then what God will usually do is he'll fill in the missing bits through other means. And so some, sometimes you just got to wait on that word and see it could happen. It could, it could be the word could come tomorrow. It might be in a few months or a few years. It doesn't matter as long as you're hearing what God is saying and trust his voice when he tells you that. I believe God is going to be faithful with his word. It's, it's not so much it's about anybody. It's really about the Lord. It's about the Lord saying to his church, this is what I'm going to do. Um, it's almost the same thing with Brexit. It was interesting because with Brexit, I really didn't really get into the whole Brexit movement. It was only I, I was around. I went to uh, a worship service one night and Brexit happened. I didn't even realize it even happened. Yeah. And all of a sudden, these Christians, you know, I went with were excited. They were prophesying. They were telling things. We knew God was going to do Brexit. They were telling you they given testimony of what God was doing. Remember the. Testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In Revelation 19.10, it says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so they were just given in their heart what they felt God had showed them. And once they saw 
the beginnings of Brexit, they were excited. And so it allowed me to sort of pray into it and ask God more about that. And so that's a good thing to have, because if you have a group of people getting the same thing you're getting, then there's a sure sign you may be hearing that. But there's other things you you should be able to put into your heart that yeah. uh, will allow you know God yeah. to speak to you in that way. Yeah, because I think some people watching this might think today we're making some kind of political statement or or advocating a certain part and it's it's not about that is it about it's about the amos scripture if god's doing something or showing something he'll show it and yeah. you know and we're just here to listen and proclaim it and say it and and also um like you said not just be the one voice but are there others saying this uh, as yeah. well and that's really important isn't it that we prophets yeah. work together and and, and yeah. kind of glean things together and get the pieces together. I don't know. That's kind of what you were sharing really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was because I, I tell you what, it, and I can understand people are like that. And this is one of the things I, it's a good scripture in Acts, I think chapter 26, where it talks about the apostle Paul and it, it, it talked about the apostle Paul being delivered from the Jewish people and also being delivered from the Gentile peoples. And then God would send him back to be a light in, in darkness. And so what that means is you have to be delivered from the culture. You can't, you, one of the great things, and this is one of the things, sometimes I've even gotten caught up in it. Sometimes we get caught up in the political winds of the, of the moment, but you can't, as a person trying to receive genuine prophetic words, yeah. you must stay, keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. That's why we, that's why we teach the four keys, because if you put Jesus first, when you're getting a prophetic word and you're quieting yourself down and then all of a sudden your focus your gaze is on jesus your worship is on jesus yeah. that word is going to come to you pure because you don't have any agenda you don't have any motive you're not trying to oh i'm, I'm for this person because he's this or i'm for that person because she's that it's clearly jesus is king no matter what he's the one if he's saying this is going to happen it's going to happen but your gaze and your worship is unto him and then once you do that then you you don't have sort of an idol in your heart because sometimes we can prophesy or sometimes we get words from the Lord and we got idols in our heart. And one of the one of the things is you don't want to have an idol in your heart when you're receiving things from the Lord. There there has there there wants to be a purity. And that's why when I go over the leaders paradigm, it will when I go over the six pillars, those six pillars will be able to detect any idols that's in your heart because there has to you it's always going to be directed back to the Lord. You still got to go back to scripture. You still got to hear uh, what the God is saying in this hour. Life is a teacher. You have all those things um, that you can do. And so the big thing is just to stay faithful to what God is saying and, and, and to have courage because it's, it, you know, like Jeremiah, Jeremiah received all types of prophecies, but everybody was criticizing him and getting upset with him. Yeah. Because it wasn't a popular word of the hour. It was like, what you mean? We're going to go 70 years in captivity. We don't believe you hate. It's almost like you don't love Israel, this and that. But what what happened is that the prophetic word was sure with Jeremiah, so much so that the prophet Daniel um, went back and reviewed the prophecies of Jeremiah to see when the 70-year captivity is coming to the end. And you know, the next thing that Je that Daniel did is he did a fast and he prayed and he sought the Lord. And that's why it's important. So when you're getting those prophetic words, you we, we still have to have a posture of praying, praying those words in, Lord, okay, you show me this. 
what are you saying? Are you saying anything else? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, sometimes words are encouraging. Sometimes words, um, you know, we, we, we challenge, we have challenging times, especially in the body of Christ. You know, if you have, you know, you think things should be one way or another person has something that needs to go that way in the body of Christ, we can bump. Interesting to note, you know, in Acts chapter 10, not 10, chapter 15, Mm -hmm. we have an interesting thing that happened to the early church there is that there was a a bitter disagreement about the gospel going to the Gentiles. And uh, if you go back and read that chapter, you know, I think it was Peter had went out and he had that experience with Cornelius. And he was told in the trance to go to Cornelius' house. And then he went there. The presence of God fell on the household of Cornelius, and they got saved. Well, you know, Peter brought back that report. And the church was divided because the church saw something one way, and then the church saw something another way. You know what they did? And this is important. Instead of being bitter, they got on their face and they prayed and asked God, Holy Spirit, what are you saying in the hour? Yes. Because, because it, uh, to be honest with you, people do see things from a different lens sometimes, and ba- and sometimes it's based off their gift and calling. So, for example, one of the things I've picked up, uh, and I think God's wisdom is here, is when you have people who are very pastoral compared to somebody who's prophetic, sometimes those two can bump. Just because a pastoral person is really concerned about the person, they want the person to be healed. They want God's love to come in there. They want to bring everybody in. And sometimes the prophetic person is clearly about that word. And if that word seems to be a hard word at times, not to say all prophets bring hard words because they don't. Normally they're bringing stuff for exhortation, exhortation and comfort. So we usually get those are majority of the words that we get, but sometimes they're hard words. And so you have to trust God with those words. And so anyway, if there's a disagreement like that, the best thing to do as, as as a church, pray, get with the Lord, call a day of, of prayer, say, Lord, you know, we got these things coming up. They seem to conflict, but what are you saying? And if you tell us that, we all get it. Posture your heart, get your eyes on Jesus, get your own agenda out. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And that's a good thing. That's what I've learned from the Lord. Don't get caught up so much on what's going on in the world that you can't hear what God is saying. Cause then it could shift at a moment's normal with the Lord. Then all of a sudden you're doing something different. And uh, I've just learned from there, just having that prophetic voice, learning now what I'm learning. That's so important that we keep our gaze on Jesus so he can speak into our hearts. And so, Absolutely. yeah. So finally, what I want to do is I want to sort of go over the leader's paradigm. Cause I just think, um, like I said, it's from our course, um, teaching, uh, hearing God's voice, the four keys to hearing God's voice. And so I'll just read you the six pillars that we teach our students. Matter of fact, I just taught my students yesterday as we were finishing the uh, six-week course. So the leader's paradigm. So what that is, is the six pillars that Mark Verkler, who's who's the, who, him and his wife, Patty, lead the ministry, Communion with God Ministries in America, which we're connected with. And so he came up with six uh, pillars so that when you're receiving prophetic words, then you have something to, to base it down. You can ground that word. You can get foundation. You can get roots in that word so that you know that you're hearing God. And it's just it's just safety, especially when you're starting to learn how to hear God's voice and you're moving out 
if God uses you in the prophetic movement. But it's not just a prophetic movement. It's all fivefold ministry. So the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, all fivefold ministries need to hear God's voice. It's not the prophetic ministry. So I, even though I, I lean towards prophetic ministry, I also have done pastoral stuff and I also do teaching. So you sometimes you touch different giftings during your, your walking with the Lord. So yes. anyway, so the first one is being able to receive God's voice through illumination of scripture. And so here's a scripture verse. It's from Luke chapter 24, verses 32. And it says, and they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? That's number one. As we meditate, we must be people of the word. I cannot emphasize this fact. We've got to get into that word, spirit-filled believer, getting in that word, meditating on that word, getting revelation from the Lord through the word. You, and we teach about meditating on the word as composed to studying, because studying can use rational thought. But if, when you meditate, you're using, you're using everything that God has got for you, and you're meditating on that word so you can step into revelation. And so God speaks through the scriptures. And so that's number one. Be a people of the word. Let everything be grounded on the word, even the prophetic word. Let everything come back to that word. So that's number one. Yeah. And then number two is uh, receiving God's voice through the illumination of your thoughts. And so the scripture basis for that is Luke chapter one, verse three, when it says, it seemed fitting for me as well, having investigated everything carefully from the beginning to write it out for you in consecutive order. And see, what's happening is, is Dr. Luke being full of the spirit. Remember, all scripture is God breathed. For So he's receiving revelation now through his mind because he's been meditating on what has been told him and he's wrote it down. Same thing for us. When we receive things from the Lord, like I said before, when you got your gaze focused on Jesus, your, your purity, your word is going to come and you're going to write that down. And so those thoughts, the revelation of what God has given you. Remember, we have the mind of Christ. And so God wants to reveal the secret things to our heart. And so that's the thing of prophecy. He's revealing the secrets and you've got to be able to spend time with him in a posture of, of, of quieting yourself down and being able to receive what God is doing. So that's number two, trusting what God has given you and writing it down. So number three, you know, receiving God's voice through discernment in your heart. Um, and so the scripture references Matthew chapter two, verse eight. And it says immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your heart? And so Jesus perceived the same perception we could step into as believers in Christ. And he understood what was going on in the hearts of men. And so that will help you as well, because you, as you discern the voice of the Lord and you, you're able to discern it in your spirit, your heart, God, God wants to communicate with that. Once you get it in your heart, then you can stand on it. And that's being able to perceive what God is saying to you. And then uh, number four, it's, receiving God's voice through the discerning counsel of others. And so in Proverbs 11, verse 14, it says, 
Where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I said, I, I alluded to it earlier. One of the things I did is I, when I receive prophetic words, I do bounce them off other people. I always have, I've always had counselors around me from the very, when we did our ministry in Cambridge, we always had people praying with us. We always had that. So if we get something from the Lord, we throw it out there to them and see if they're getting it because we knew they can hear God's voice. And that's key with the prophetic. That's why I sort of look at the other prophetic voices out there because I know they're spending time with the Lord. They're, they're putting themselves out there to hear what God is saying. So it ain't, it's not easy when you get prophetic words sometimes. So you, there's, a, there's a time where you need to be able to hear God. And you're putting, you know, you're putting everything on the line for that. You've, you're, you're almost taking a risk with that word because you're trusting God to bring it to pass. And so yeah. what you want to do is you want to get yourself around, uh, get around people who can hear God's voice, but also know God's word. And if you have any, any big major decisions in your life, it don't actually necessarily have to be prophetic word for the nation. It could be decisions on if you're going to move, God saying, I'm going to move to another place. I'm not sure about it. Then you can submit that word to other people. You can submit it to leaders. You can submit it to your friends that can hear God's voice. Uh, one of the things uh, we teach <laughs> as well is sometimes people get prophetic words about who to marry, this and that. Hey, listen, for you step out in faith on those words, submit it to somebody else. There's nothing wrong with submitting it to another person so they can pray into it. Um, ask God. Lord, who do you want me to be around? Who you want? What type of counselors do you want in my life that can hear God's voice? Pray and ask him, and God will reveal it to your heart. And then that way that you have that safety net, then, okay, okay, well, you said this is going to happen, or God, you said this is going to happen. Then I submit it to other people. And what those people are doing, they're not lording it over you. What they're saying is, okay, we'll go back and we'll pray and sense what God is saying to your heart, Lord. It's like, for example, Sam, if I can, you give me a word or a dream or something like that, instead of me trying to put my two cents in, I'm going to say, okay, Lord, this is what's on Sam's heart. I'm going to pray into what's already been revealed in this heart. And then I'm going to say, Lord, what are you saying about that situation in Sam's heart? And hopefully I'll receive something from the Lord about what he's already told you. It should be confirmation. If I get a check, then I can just be honest with you and tell you that. That's what you're looking for when you're bringing counselors around. So that's a good thing to have. And then the fifth one is when we're receiving God's voice through the revealed understanding of life. Um, here's a good scripture for that. Um, you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from bushels or figs from thistles? That's Matthew 7, 16. But also I want to read this other scripture to you as well. And it's from Isaiah 118, because I like this one. It says, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And though they are as red as crimson, they shall be as wool. Reason why I, I like what happens in life is because God wants to reveal life situations to you. You don't, you know, God speaks through life. And so the, if you under the word, the key word there is revealed understanding of life. And so we're spending time with the Lord. We're not leaning on our own understanding about life because sometimes we can lean on our own understanding about life situations. This is actually a big one because you want to hear what God is saying about a situation more so than you leaning 
particularly in the area, say, for example, the area of politics. Some of us have strong political views and we've had experience in politics or we we've watched political parties over the years and we can gain. We seem to know, okay, they're going to be like this because they've always been like that. But you the thing about the prophetic word is you must allow God to reveal what's going on behind the scenes. You must trust him to reveal the exact word for you, even if it seems tough. And it can't, it can be, it can be. But nevertheless, if you trust God for what he's showing you, God will reveal exactly what's going on behind the scenes and he'll direct your paths. Remember, don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. That's a guarantee. God wants to, he wants to do, that's a promise. And so I always allow the God to show me that. And then finally, um, number six is uh, God can reveal his voice through dreams, visions, prophecies, and through journaling. And scripture references Acts chapter two, verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Um, I love I love the, the seer realm. I love receiving dreams from the Lord. I mean, I received a dream this morning that I have to pray into. Um, I've I've asked God to, re- to give me dreams most most nights. Normally, how I do that is uh, what we can. What I usually do is I get a a pen in a pad and I set that pen in a pad on the side of my desk at night or something near me. And I say, Lord, I speak to my heart in dreams and visions. And the reason why you want to put the pen and pad next to your bed is because you're learning the Holy spirit that you're serious about receiving visions and dreams. Mm-hmm. And if you've never done that before, it'd be a good thing to practice. And normally yeah. I, I, I will get a dream because I've asked him, you know, I set my heart, my posture. I go to bed last night, focused on the Lord. And then from there, I said, Lord, speak to my heart about anything you want. But so whatever you want to speak to me, Lord, you talk to me about it. That's how I do it. And then Lord to speak to me. Most times he speaks to me about stuff that's going on in my own personal life. Yeah. Majority of my dreams. And then sometime, from time to time, he'll speak to me about prophetic dreams for someone else. Or if I'm getting stuff for the nations or, or I'm getting stuff for a church. Um, usually he seems to confine it to my area influence mostly. But so from time to time, like I said, it was a progression to start hearing about stuff for the nations. But now I'm under a, I'm on a platform where I can speak about that stuff. I didn't have that platform maybe five, six years ago. I was confined to a local ministry. So that's the, that's the area of influence he kept me in. And then once we were transitioning to something, doing something new, then that's, it went from glory and it moved into something different. And so. That's so good, Wiley. Yeah, that's so good. And, and, I, and I see that as well, because even, even in my own life, I, I started having dreams for myself mainly. And then I had a, some, one for someone else who was going to move into a house with other people. And God showed me, don't move in that house. And she had yeah. the exact same dream on the same night. Oh, wow. Amen. Yeah. And, that's uh, exciting. So, and I was like, okay, you know, there's this realm. That, and then I guess because I put legs on it and started to, God, you know, honor God when he says in Acts 2, which you just quoted, that in the last days I will speak through dreams and visions. And so, you know, we have to accept these channels of communication from him, don't we? We can't say, well, it's just going to do it this way because he can do it how he wants. And biblically speaking, dreams is a common one. And and like you said, um, it goes from maybe yourself 
to maybe other people to then maybe a church or a ministry and then and then it seems to go for you uh getting words for the nations and even i've had that as well and Mm -hmm. i guess i guess some people would say well why would god show you things about the nations what are you going to do about that um but i guess the the primary thing is pray isn't it to to intercede you know the holy spirit is showing you things uh romans 8 which we quoted but also says in that scripture that uh, we don't know how we should pray, but the Holy Spirit mm. helps us in our weakness. Right, right. And, you know, and we pray in accordance with the will of God. So people yeah. will go, oh, why, why would you need to know that? But we do, don't we? We need to pray mm-hmm. in the will of God, what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And so I guess people might be watching this today and have received dreams. And they might be kind of cryptic or or they had visions or they had, you know. And um, we don't base our life on dreams and visions. We base it on the word of God and they're... As James Gall says, it's the icing on the cake, but it's tasty icing. <laughs> and I yeah, guess, yeah, I guess some people, yeah. in the sense that, isn't it amazing that God actually does this, you know, with us? And you know, so I guess if if if, if there's anything else you want to share, Wally, please do in a moment. If there's anyone else yeah. out there, what would, yeah. how how would they address that? If they feel like they're receiving revelation, would it be to go through these steps and then and then kind of step out in faith? Yeah, I think, I mean, you can apply these steps to your life, but at the same time, um, you want to have a posture where you're just focused on the Lord. You know, you want to quiet yourself down. Um, You want to ask for vision as you pray, you know, focusing on Jesus. And then you want to write, get the thoughts in your mind, then you want to write them down. It's all about intimacy first. I think a lot of times we're we're trying to, we want to run before the intimacy comes. We don't want to build a relationship. If you purpose in your heart, to build a relationship, then God will do every, whatever he wants to do through you. And so I think that's important. That's the first step there. Um, and then ask, then ask God for visions and dreams. I, I did that. I, I listened to other ministries and like we're doing tonight <clears throat> or today. And, you know, it was just great to hear different people talk about it. And it, it stirred me. The anointing was so strong when you're listening to them, it just activated something in your spirit you knew that was the Lord and you wanted to, to to have what they had or you wanted God to use you in the same way. And so that's what I did. And then from there, I learned, I started picking up material um, that taught on visions and dreams and how to be, how to, to be activated in the, that gift. And fortunately I sat around some good ministries that taught how to do it. And so um, uh, one, uh, James Gall was the one that I, I listened to. I watched, he had a book called the seer. So good uh, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, I also Patricia King was another one that I listened to. Uh, definitely Mark and Patty Verkler, and also Mark Verkler's daughter uh, Charity Verkler Kiambe. And so she she wrote a book called Wisdom Through Dreams, and it was just a good practical book. So with the dreams, what with basically what you're, we're teaching in that particular uh, book is when you receive dreams from the Lord. What you want to do, once you write the dreams down, then what you want to do is you want to find out the setting of the dream. So that's basically what's what's going on in your life before you receive that dream. If you can remember that, then write that down. Because what you're doing is you're matching the dream up with the setting of the dream. And so you, there's usually clues in the setting of what God wants to talk to you. Sometimes they're not there, but other times they're not. And then in the dream, what you also wanted to do is you want to write the action of the dream. 
So you would find out, okay, what's going on in the action of the dream. Say for instance, you're in the dream and your, your, your car, you're driving the car, but you're not driving it. You're sitting in the passenger seat of the car. Somebody else is driving the car. And so you can write that down. And then that could be something like, you know, somebody's in control of your life, for example, and it's time for you to get back to range. You're not, someone is taking over the range of your life that shouldn't be there. You know, really ultimately should be Jesus in control. And sometimes God can reveal that type of stuff. And then you also want to write um, what emotions you're getting in the dreams. Like if you're getting an emotion of anger or fear, uh, worry, whatever the case may be, that the chances are in your waking life, you're probably struggling with those same emotions. And so God is revealing the dream so he can talk to you about it. And then um, and then finally, you for me, I journal my dreams or I wait on the Lord for the dream and then see what he's saying about the dream. Sometimes I get information right then and there. Other times it's like a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a month away. And then you have that aha moment like, oh, wow. And you notice the Lord to bring the dream up, back up to your memory, or it could be even vision for that matter as well. So those are some of the tips you can use to, you know, be able to discern what God is saying to you through visions and dreams. And you just, you just learn from that and you learn over time how to discern your dreams. And then ultimately then God starts using you like, he, well, at least with me, he's used me to interpret other people's dreams, but there's great ministries out there. The great thing about the church now, we're so wide, we're so ranging in different giftings and callings that God is fine-tuned us to the point that you can actually look at other ministries out there and learn from them. Uh, by all means, just don't stay in your stream. Go learn from other streams. Um, if it's the pastorate ministry, if it's anointed, learn from it. If it's teaching gifting, it's anointed, learn from it. Evangelistic, learn from it. Prophetic, learn from it. Apostolic, learn from it. Don't limit yourself to just one stream. You get a better picture of what God is doing that way. So that's some of the practical advice I can get give to someone who's actually trying to receive visions and dreams. And just ask the Lord, where where you lead me in this hour? You know, you may not use the material I use, but you might use someone else's material. By all means, go there. You know, some great material out there that you can listen to. I mean, Sean Boltz is a good good one you can listen to. It's about hearing God's voice. Obviously, James Gall. You 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 got um, Hank Coleman in America. You got Oh gosh, you got Trevor and Sharon Baker here in the UK at Revival Fires. You got a lot of ministries um, yeah. in, in all over the world that you can you can pull resources from. By all means, do it. But number one resource, pick up the Bible, find out what God is saying in there through visions and dreams. That's number one. That's the number one source to turn to. And then prayer. So, Absolutely. Wiley, this has been really incredible. I know that so many people will be really encouraged by this. And uh, Wiley, I'm getting a fly in my room and you're getting a fly in your room. And I know yeah. that flies can sometimes represent uh, the demonic, you know, because yeah. uh, the devil is called Beelzebub, the Lord of Flies. So yeah. I, I wonder if maybe the Lord's speaking through that and someone right now feels uh, demonic oppression uh, mm. in the, and, and actually needs to be free from that. So Wiley, maybe, I don't know if you would discern anything yeah. into that. Yeah, let's pray. Let's, let's, let's ask Holy Spirit to see what he wants Just, to do. I saw it here. I don't get flies in this fight. You're getting a fly. Yeah. Uh, so something's up. And yeah. uh, God's spoken today, but also mm. someone I think needs to be free uh, today from, from something. And they're listening mm. today. So we're going to, we're going to right now, if that's you watching on YouTube, we're going to pray for you right now. And you receive this. 
uh, and also the impartation of God's voice as well. So freedom and deliverance, we're going to pray for you right now. Yes, Lord, we thank you, Lord. Father, I just sense right now I two things. You, The word schizophrenia came up and depression came up, Lord. So we're just dealing. Father, we just come up against those assignments right now in the name of Jesus. We pray for deliverance from schizophrenia and depression. We pray for just to be healed, to be restored in Jesus' name, God. We just pray right now that, Father, you release that anointing in that person's life right now. As a matter of fact, I get the name Beverly. It's come up. So if that means anything to anyone out there, if you know, if that's you or if you know someone named Beverly that's struggling, particularly maybe with depression or some type of illness, Lord, we just pray for her right now in the name of Jesus. We release uh, your healing touch to come through her. And we say thank you for that healing touch right now in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, for revelation. We bless you, God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just pray for any knee injuries right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I feel like someone has a knee on injury on their uh, right leg, right the left knee. Sorry, it's an injury on your left knee. Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus. We just pray for that person who has that injury right now. Um, I feel like it was a long-term injury, and now God wants to heal you of that right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just pray also for stomach pains. I feel like someone's struggling with stomach pains right now. Um, I feel like it might be a lady, uh, maybe in her 40s or 50s. I'm not sure. But Father, I feel like they're struggling with uh, stomach pains. And Father, we just ask you to be to heal her right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Lord. I think the word cystic fibrosis has come to my heart right now. Maybe someone's struggling with that if I'm saying it right. Father, we just pray up against that right now in the name of Jesus. We just come up against that in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we just take authority over sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. We tell that disease to leave right now in the name of Jesus, Father. In the name of Jesus. We pray up against any neck injuries right now in the name of Jesus, God. We say, thank you, Lord. We take over the power of the Holy Ghost to come into that screen. People watching this are going to watch this on another date, Lord. We say, thank you right now. Heal these people right now in the name of Jesus. By your stripes, they are healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody's also, I feel like the Lord's saying there's going to be an area of COVID-19, Lord. We just pray up against that disease that's hitting their lungs right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we come up against that right now by the blood of Jesus. We decree you are healed from that in the name of Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just ask you to increase the vision, the vision and capacity to be able to see vision, Lord. Let people see vision in this hour. Let the church see vision in this hour right now in the name of Jesus. Be able to hear, fine-tune their hearing in the name of Jesus. They're seeing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. By your stripes, they are healed and set free. They are, let them step into your anointing, God. 
Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise Jesus. Yeah, we thank you, Lord, for being here with us today and speaking through Wiley. We just pray for everyone listening today, Lord, that they'd be blessed, that they'd be encouraged, that they'd be stirred up to uh, to prophesy and to hear your voice more clearly. But as we've said, Lord, to know you more, to know you more deeply, to know you more intimately, Lord. For it's when we're close to you that we can hear you better. So we want to be close to you. We may hear you better and represent you better, Lord Jesus, to the world. I just pray you bless Wiley. Thank you, Lord, for him. Bless him for what he's done today, for what he shared. And may he continue Amen, to go from glory to glory mm. in you and him uh, and his whole family, him uh, and Linda and Manny. Lord, I pray you bless them in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, thank you today, Lord, for being able to uh, share this time with Sam. I pray for one church in Norwich that you're going to be coming into a new revolution. A new revolution is coming on this church right now. Look, I feel like you are about to spark a revolution. Father, I just the word revolution has come. So, Lord, we pray that over them. I pray that over Sam and his family, over the leadership. Father, just pour your blessing out on them. And I thank you for my brothers and sisters at one church. And I pray that they'll be richly blessed by the day in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I can't thank you enough for this morning. Hey, it's been hey, no worries, man. fantastic teaching. I don't know hey. how many scriptures we've gone through. Uh, probably half the Bible, praise God. Uh, <laughs> Amen. Um, but really thank you so much Wiley how can people connect with you how can people uh, find out more about your ministry okay so uh, if they type in www.hearinggodsvoiceuk.net that's the ministry I'm part of right now Um, yeah so it has our information on there uh, just my background uh, our products on there Um, if people are interested in having us come and teach the four keys to hearing God's voice or other material that we teach, just, just send an email through that website. We'll, we'll contact you back and um, yeah. And, and just be blessed really. Great. Thank you, Wiley. That's really helpful. Well, thank you so much, Wiley. And uh, I guess we'll see you soon. Hey, God bless. God bless Sam. You. Nice, nice talking to you, man.